liberation organizations in this building. It hasn't always been disorganized. We had mass demonstrations. We had rallies, teachings. We had marches. But one of the weaknesses in the man, the black man's role in this liberation was the ability to put together administrative predictability from the black man. The black woman is out there kicking and scratching. In the last 10 years, the black woman has shown herself to be politically astute and sufficiently organized to hold back the vicious examples of oppression that we are being confronted with. We owe them a continuing effort to put together structures, infrastructures, to hold back and back them up as they move forward into the next years, decades coming. And it's coming. We as black men was the number one target to these races. We were the number one target, not because our fat black asses was worth anymore, but because they determined that if they undermine the black man, they undermine the nation. In the discussion of where do we go forward, we could not find a more clear example of a genocide waged against an individual type than the struggle to support suppress the black man from his genitals all the way up to his brain. And every technique they use to undermine our confidence, our courage, and our ability to set our spirit free was an attempt to undermine the whole black nation. So black man, we are now in a position with the black woman holding up the sky. Very powerful and important words from our brother, uh, Matuba Shakur. Uh, today's episode, we uh, give a revolutionary salute to our political uh, our political, our former political prisoner, Brother Dr. Matuba Shakur, those words are very important that we need to reflect on. Dr. Matuba Shakur, in his own words, was a political animal at one moment in his life. Well, I, actually, actually, I would say, I would go on to say that that was for the duration of his life because he never wavered away from um, what he needed to stand up for. And he committed himself to a number of organizations to produce what he thought was correct regarding um, the f forward moving of 
people of African descent. And uh, for those who are viewing for the first time, my, my name is Brother Frank, and I'm a former political prisoner. Abdulhaq Islam. So that back to our conversation on Dr. Matulu's Cole. It's very important that we understand what uh, this means in, in uh, the time of our, our political struggle, our struggle for the national liberation. You know, uh, although he's gone from us physically, he's not gone from us politically, meaning that his legacy was laid. Um, it was with BAN, uh, B-A-A-N-A, that was the organization of uh, black acupuncturists who uh, came together to uh, address the issue of heroin addiction. And they understood what they needed to do and decided that it would be done on their own terms. Right? They, this was at Lincoln Hospital. And at Lincoln Hospital, um, you know, Lincoln Hospital compromised after a while. Right, so this organization uh, realized that they had to sever ties with Lincoln Hospital to continue their work. They used their platform as a way to politicize those who were uh, getting their treatment, and they had they understood that uh, in order for them to be able to talk to people clearly, they had to provide some assistance in a particular issue that they was dealing with. So I thought that that was very important that people understand uh, what this brother stood for, and that. Um, in order for us to truly be respectful for with our brother, Dr. Matula Shakur, we got to do it in action. It has to be a part of our lives. We have to step up and accept the responsibility of carrying out correct ideas. Brother Abduha. Uh, peace and love, brothers and sisters. Um, brother Matulu left us on July 6th. And um, we always look back on, you know, as we study history, we always look back on the deeds and accomplishments of our ancestors, those who leave us, you know. Uh, Matula was among those who had left us a very, very valuable legacy, you know, in terms of who he was and uh in a few minutes, hopefully, we can read a letter that he wrote to his stepson, Tupac, which really um, shows what his mind and spirit was, you know. Um, he left us a uh, great example of, of courage, uh, you know, constant theme uh, that he spoke on was fighting against oppression overcoming obstacles, you know, uh, overcoming difficulties, you know. This was his spirit, you know, a fighting spirit, a warrior spirit, you know. I had uh, personal contact with Brother Matulu in that he was my cellmate for a period of time in a MCC, Metropolitan Correction Center, the, the, the federal jail in New York, you know, and um, he expressed, you know, in our conversations that his philosophy was about action, about doing things, you know, uh, as opposed to what he called armchair revolutionaries, you know, who sit up and read stuff and, and talk, uh, a, a, a big talk, as if talking is some work, you know. He wasn't about that. He was about, about action. That's what he expressed. That that's what he was about. 
you know, and uh, and in MCC, you know, he had great respect among those we call the Lutheran proletariat, you know, uh, the other prisoners in there, you know, they, they respect them greatly, you know, he used to body punch on them and stuff, you know, in fact, you know, one of my, we used to work out together, one of my favorite workouts is hitting the heavy bag, you know, and when Matulu hit the heavy bag, I mean, a heavy, show enough, heavy bag, it bit in half, that's how hard he, that's how hard he was hitting, you know, and uh, everybody who knew Matulu um, talked about his reputation as being totally bold and audacious, you know, would stand up to anything, would stand up to something uh, that was as tall as a tree, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't scared of nothing, you know. Um, Brother, I got that letter. Man. You want me to read the letter now? Uh, in, in, in one second. The brother's going to read the letter that I spoke about. This letter uh, really shows what his spirit was, you know. I was about to mention an incident in Bethel uh, Church in Detroit when the RNA was being founded and the police it was attacked and, and it was firing firing on the brothers and sisters and Matulu uh, covered Brother Homer Ferguson with his body, you know, and that is one of the uh, courageous acts that he is very, very well known for that. a selfless act, you understand, you know, to save one, you know, the, 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 you know, uh, putting another person's uh, safety above his own, you know, so yeah, go ahead and read it and then you'll, you'll see more um, of who Matula was in this letter to his stepson Tupac. Letter to Tupac. I love you whenever, forever, Tupac. So much I needed to say, so much you wanted to say. Many conversations between us within the ether, whenever, forever. The pain inflicted that scarred your soul, but not your spirit, gave force to the rebellion. Many couldn't see your dreams or understand your nightmares. How could they, Tupac? I knew your love and understood your passion. But you knew of your beginning and saw your end, racing towards it. You taught and fought through your songs and deeds, rat-a-tat-tat of words penetrating the contradiction of our existence. Whenever, forever, who cares? We care, Tupac. The Shakurs have been guided by struggle, prepared or not. Whenever, forever, we've exposed our existence, hanging from fear to those who would hear the positive, who would witness the stress. Way and tear of this lonely path. You couldn't have evaded the effect of all the changes you inherited. It was in your genes, but still you danced your dance. You lived your life. You forced loyalty on those who were fate and shape had the true vision. You were Tupac like the four seasons. We come to this planet taking form, becoming elements of nature. Some of us are only one season, and others like you were part of many seasons. This dynamic will scare most anyone who realized the burden at such an early stage of life. You fought well. We love you. We understand forever, whenever. Please give my love to our family. Ask them to help you on the other side. Tell Zane, Lumumba, Abby, Brother Lags, Matar, Il, uh, Matari, excuse me, 
Atala, that they are to continue to help us down here. Shakur's love is strong. Whenever, forever. Friday 13th didn't mean a thing. Life is for living and dying well. Whenever, forever. Allah knows best. We choose the quality of our life. You understand the pain of disappointment in the ones we love. You push so many away. Burn so many. as you were facing, knowing well to what length you would go. This battlefield of reality is littered with many meaningless casualties. You never yelled out, somebody save me. You only asked for your soul to be free. Whenever, forever, you told us to keep our head up, knowing the pain was coming, knowing to look for the strength in the heavens. Set your soul free, Tupac Amaru. You, we keep waiting in vain for their love. Will your Alleviation be awakening of us all, the division unsettling to our dreams and goals. You pass in demanding repentance and resistance. We keep waiting, not in vain. We give you love. Give us love. To my brother and son, these emotions are hell. I wish you well in the next journey. My soul aches for comfort. In our next life, we will finish our unfinished journey. Whenever, forever. For now, Tupac, we will hold our heads up. This journey is at an end. Your ashes are in the wind. Friends and enemies will have to look to the stars. You are truly a star, a star navigating through the dynamics of this. Your path chosen before you arrive. Lessons we've gained will materialize after you're gone. Whenever, forever, your family will keep the spirit high. For we are your cause. We are thankful for what life gives us. Through the pain and the struggle, we are blessed by the victory. Go forward to Bob. The victories. We will teach your mission. We are thankful for you. We love you. Tupac Chukor, we ain't mad at you. We'll be better because of you. So now I give you my tears so I might assimilate your loss and I can live in on in peace, knowing I will feed, feed your spirit with my unconditional love, knowing you will need it on your next journey. May Allah bless your deeds and forgive your errors. Tupac, come to me and give me strength. Love always, your father, friend, comrade, or two. Mm. Right on, right on. Powerful, powerful, you know. Uh, to me, that uh, shines light on who Matulu was, mind, heart, and soul, you know. Uh, a poem, an eloquent statement to his son, you know, on the themes of holding your head up, struggle, fighting, you know, the, the strength, you know, in those words, you know, uh, to a son has, who has departed, you know, uh, you know, to uh, Matulu in a state, a heartbroken state, you understand? And those words, you know, are valuable for us today, you know, uh, to inspire us, to uh, impress upon us uh, again and again the value of struggle, the need for struggle, you know, um, the importance of us going all out, putting our lives on the line, you know. Um, this piece, um, you know, demonstrates that Matulu's whole life was about freedom, fighting for freedom, you know. Um, 
uh, a love for for our people, you know. Absolutely. So so uh, you know, this is something that we will hold as a treasure, and that inshallah, the folks will look uh, on these words again and again and again, you know, to um, get the meaning in our hearts, you know, and to uh, you know inspire us along this path, you know, and push us forward, you know, uh, and let us know uh, that our victory is certain. Absolutely, and I think that um, what's being said when you read, when, when I read that letter mm-hmm. is uh, his relationship to Tupac and how deep it was, and uh, he understood that Tupac represented our brothers that were going through uh, a number of challenges. And uh, so although the letter was specifically to Tupac, the letter, I think, also can be uh, applied to a generation, a generation searching for clarity, a generation searching for their understanding of what life means to them and uh, why uh, there are certain uh, issues that are in existence. And, it's, uh, and once identifying those issues in existence, then what you need to do to it or, or how you confront it. That's how I took that letter. And, uh, you know, I looked at that letter as some than something that was written to me at that time because I'm mm-hmm. not that much uh, younger than Tupac. So I was going through challenges that he was going through. Of course, he was on a whole nother level because of his celebrity status. But yet still, you know, as a, a black man, a man of African descent, living in an exploitative world, an oppressive uh, system, you know, we're faced with those challenges. So we have to look at uh, that letter as being directed to us specifically. So when we look at the legacy of Dr. Latouba Shakur, we're looking at a legacy of accountability. And like I said earlier, you know, he's going from us physically, but he's not going from us politically. He left a body of work that we can utilize in dealing with our situations. And, uh, you know, in that interview um, prior to us coming on, well, in the interview that uh, was the introduction of us coming on, you know, you he talked about um, uh, him being immature as far as not joining the Black Panther Party, uh, not out of lack of, res- of disrespect or respect, rather, it was about um, him being in a certain predicament at the time he was in and him understanding that, you know, certain times are not the best time to be a part of uh, something because of where you at. He had to grow, he had to elevate, he had to uh, mature uh, politically uh, and making a decision on the level of commitment that he would make to an organization. So I thought that that said a lot about him as a person. Uh, he understood that he was not perfect. He had flaws like we all do. Uh, and he understood that he had to work on himself. And then once he uh, was working on himself and he uh, made the necessary adjustments uh, regarding his political development, then he made a decision on where he would be and uh, what level of commitment that he would make. And that's evident by the many years that he uh, uh, spent in prison, over 37 years. You know, the state neglecting him, the state treating him in a manner that, you know, they want to uh, treat him because of what he represents to his people, to all of us. And and I think that, you know, sometimes we don't, we as organizers, uh, I'm not talking about just me or Abu Haq or or one organization. I'm talking about every organization that chose to take a stand to free political prisoners. You know, when you get granted a compassionate release, 
and you're a political prisoner, let's accept that as a victory, as a people's victory. Because let's be clear, the state is very vicious. They don't want to free no political prisoner. They want you to die on their terms. They want you to die in prison. They want to discourage anyone from following your example. So when you uh, when we get our political prisoners free, regardless of how it's done, uh, we have to accept that as a victory, a moral victory. So it gives us inspiration to continue this work. That's why when we uh, came on today, in the spirit of Dr. Matula Shakur, regarding our accountability and how we decide that we're going to pick up uh, the work and accept that responsibility to advocating for uh, ideas that represent us uh, in terms of moving forward as a collective, we displayed a number of political prisoners because that's what we think Matula Shakur represented not just himself, but all those who are continue to experience incarceration. We see, we let those names be uh, shown on the screen so people could under, uh, know who they are, do some research, and spend time and write to a political person. I wrote to Matum, he wrote me back, and it, it meant so much to me. And you know what made me write him? It was someone said that if you call yourself a revolution, you can't call yourself a revolutionary and don't write political prisons. That was an idea that I couldn't shake. I couldn't ignore. I had to do a serious self-analysis and tell myself that, you know, I had to step up. I had to do more. I had to make sure I make time for a political prisoner. I had to write them a letter, and I have to uh, read it intensely. And from it, apply it to myself and uh, decide uh, how far or how committed I am to uh, eradicate exploitation and uh, oppression from uh, our everyday lives as people of African descent as working class people. So I know how Islam, you know, you spoke on being incarcerated with Matula Shakur. And I know that that was something that uh, let you realize the importance of this brother. I know Coltrane Shimarenga had his relationship and St. Cool Dinga had his relationship yeah. with Dr. Matula Shakur. Now, you know, now two of them are ancestors. But you know, when people talk about their respect for Matulu, how should that respect be uh, expressed? That uh, express that just that should be expressed by um, a continuation of the fight. You understand? Being inspired. You understand uh, the knowledge of Matulu. You know, as we study history, you know. Um, these things uh, uh, give us strength and courage. This is what he talked about. He talked about strength and courage and, and determination. And the theme of love comes up over and over and over again. Revolutionary love is to um, put forth great efforts, you know, toward freedom. You know, uh, Matulu, you understand, fought for a nation. You know, land out of five states in the South set aside for black people. And, you know, and it takes an elevated type of spirit. You know, uh, you know, so it, you know, the, it takes the best of our people. You know, to struggle on that level. You know, against a, a, a very ultra violent and cruel enemy. You understand? Against all the odds in the world. You know, that still have to fight, you know. So um, 
when we read that and, and get those meanings, you understand, uh, and as more and more of our people, you know, ingest that meaning, like nourishment, like food, you understand, we will feel our collective strength, you understand, growing and growing and growing as we um, look on these very, very powerful examples, you know, uh, that come from the best of our people, you know, um, you know, stand up, you know, and I want to mention right here that there are some events planned uh, in commemoration and respect for Dr. Batulu Shakur, you know, there's one that's going to be in Atlanta on uh, August the 6th, you know, and people will want uh, precise time and location, you know, they can look up our link. Also, we're planning uh, to have events in New York City, you know, about our beloved. This brother was very, very well loved, you know, uh, and, and a lot of that love is, is in New York City, you know, because, you know, he, he slid through here, you know, you know, and, and, and worked with us, you know, so, uh, so that's coming up, you know, as we'll, we'll continue to remember our brother, you know, to remember um, him as as family, you know. Uh, he, he talked about the Shakur. The Shakur family was a family that lived on struggle, you know. Uh, it was like sitting down at the dinner table and uh, struggle was on the menu to feed us, you know, to, to, to feed the people and to struggle and fight you know, um, you know, for these righteous ideals and Matulu's presence among us also shines light on our other political prisoners, you know, uh, that they need to be free, that they have a whole lot to offer, you know. Uh, uh, Tupac's, Matulu's offerings, which could have been offered, you understand, was like on lockdown, was in jail. You understand? Was stolen, a stolen life, you know. And there is the life force of the other political prisoners still uh, languish, you know, um, you know, estranged away from us, you know. So Tupac, so sorry, Matulu's example, Matulu's life and his force and his energy, you understand. Uh, will contribute to the call that's free them all. Absolutely. You know, it was a way of life. He yeah. never stopped doing what he needed to do. You know, he came up with the cold and the Tupac. Yeah. So, uh, I think that, that cold was already uh, in existence. Tell what the, uh, and, uh, you know, he utilized that to get people who were in the street to think about their actions. Right? Stop killing each other. Right. Some people uh, had an issue with that thinking that they, uh, they were compromising with that particular um, lifestyle. But I think that, you know, sometimes in order to talk to people, you have to uh, talk their language. And I think that that was the intent when it came up with the code. And, uh, you know, we got to look at, you know, that it's a science, right? It's a social science when you're dealing with oppression and the way and the methods that you go about uh, making liberation possible. And once you... Uh, understand that it's a science, right? You come up with an idea and you see what happens 
and then you, you do an analysis of it, critical analysis of it, and decide whether it's working or not. And then from that point on, you decide how long and how far you would go with it. And I think that that's what our beloved uh, dear brother, Dr. Matuba Shakur, was uh, dealing with when he uh, dealt with or came up with the code or actually utilized it uh, to um, win over some brothers who were participating in uh, certain activities that were not necessarily shooting, shooting each other. Oh, certain activity, shooting one another. Yeah, speak on it, brother. Yeah, That's shooting what our one platform another. is about. It's yeah. about intense conversation. It's right. about coming out of this clear on what we need to understand yeah. and utilize it to organize to free our political prisons. Yeah. I see you wrote down code. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, one thing I want to say about the code is that there are many, many, there are many organizations right now around the country who are um, producing stop the killing, stop the violence uh, type activity, you know, uh, the work, and that type of work is, is going on, and there have been reports, you know, um, that indeed, shootings are down, you know, shooting and killing, uh, the rates are down, so uh, this comes at the slaves' idea that this is such an overwhelming phenomenon that ain't nothing we can do. You know, we'll hear that every now and then from a slave out there in the street. When we mention, when we talk about stopping the killing, uh, you know, um, they need to, uh, you know, look at what Garvey said. Garvey said, up you mighty race, you can accomplish what you will, you know. So that type of um, idea you know, need to, you know, be like a baseball bat that uh, knocks that uh, a home run, you know, out of that fake slave stuff and knocks that brain somewhere into outer space. You dig, you know, um, up you mighty race, you can accomplish what you will, you know. So uh, as revolutionaries, you know, we uh, destroy that hopeless, helpless type of... Uh, Thinking, you know, uh, that 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 comes about through being brutalized and disrespected, you understand, and uh, you know, treated like dirt. You know, we 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 rebel against all of that, and that's what our political privilege is about. You understand, and that spirit needs to be out here strong. You know, so we encourage brothers and sisters, you know, to uh, to, to to continue to fight to make this fight. For political prisoners, a top priority in our fight, just as important as uh, any other fight. You know, uh, you know, uh, a child, you know, uh, uh, the, the death of children at birth, um, you know, healthcare, everything. Uh, all the, the the fight for local prisoners need to be right up there among the A one top priorities. What's to call free them all. Yes, well said, as always. So, uh, once again, we appreciate your time. We ask that you share with 10 people. Uh, be like be like Matul Shakur and continue to fight for our people. Give it all you got. And always, always be motivated by love. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love. Thank you for tuning in to the NEPPT podcast. Keep it Dr. Matula Shakur and his family in your hearts and your prayers and your meditation. Whatever you do to get past 
day or get by today. Anyway, uh, contact us at 347-679-3936. Again, that's 347-679-3936 about getting involved in this very important and crucial work. Don't let political prisons die in prison. Peace.